Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. some Star Wars Battlefront going because I'm weak. So Let's weak. Some music pumping. My my top songs of 2017. How do you how do you get to that? I want to do it. Um, I followed an ad on like Facebook. Okay, hold on. I want to try that. Okay, so you can next sorry 2017rap.com. Cool. It's like the it's like the letterbox for the Spotify. <laughs> Connect with Spotify. Okay. Log into Spotify with Facebook. Don't, I don't care about. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> The first pictures of you two. Uh, in 2017, you listened for 13,889 minutes to 1,600 different songs and 865 different artists. Along the way, you explored 44 genres. And you too is the picture. So they're your number one. Uh, uh, you listen oh. to them the most, right? Actually, I'm asked. Hold on. Do you know? Do you really know who your top artist of the year was? It's either Emma Watson. Oh, they're asking you. Oasis, Hans Zimmer, Stevie Wonder, or the Eagles. You what two you isn't think? even on the list. No, but they were the picture. Well, I I have them on my phone, so like, why would I listen to them on Spotify? You know. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. What do you think? Um, how, what were they again? Oasis, Emma Watson, Hans Zimmer, Eagles, and Stevie Wonder. And if that's not the most like douchey, <laughs> can I ask, um, what context do you usually listen to Spotify in? Um, sometimes like, when I'm in the car. Work? When or, I'm are in, you mostly? I use okay. it to look for new music, basically. I'm gonna say, but it's also a work one too. Uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, that was my thought too. Oh, I guess it was. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. So, what's my song of 2017? Impact by the Creases, Pile Driver Waltz, Alex Turner, Hypnotized by Coldplay, This Friendly World by REM, which is a part of the Man on the Moon soundtrack. Wow, coincidence. Or I Really Like You by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. The it, you know the last song though, I don't. It's the I really 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 like you. That one. No, I only know one Carly Rae Jepsen song. Oh, it was the one with Tom Hanks in the music video. She has more. I only doesn't she okay. do that Call Me Maybe song? Yeah, but she this was off her second album, which I for one think is <laughs> amazing. Uh, I would actually say it's probably going to be that. No, it was This Friendly World from Man on the Moon. Okay. My, what was my top genre? Roots rock, folk, alternative rock, rock, or indie erotica? Indie Atronica. Okay. It was rock. It was just rock. normal, straight up rock. Normal rock, huh? Huh. So my top... Oh. No, no, no. My top five artists. Oh, it wasn't... Okay. So my top artist was Hans Zimmer. My number two was U2. My number three was Nicholas Hooper, who did the soundtrack for a couple Harry Potter movies. My four was Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Huh. And my number five was Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. My top songs were This Friendly World by R.E.M., Growing Up by Bruce Springsteen, Beautiful oh. Lie by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL, a.k.a. the opening song to BVS. That's a good, good yeah. song. Green Light by Lord. I am Lord. I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. XXX featuring U2 from Kendrick Lamar. My top genres were rock, singer-songwriter, modern rock, mellow gold. What? And folk pop. Amazing. Folk pop. Wow, this is this is actually really nifty. Huh. I'm such a douche. <laughs> kidding. Okay, so my top I'll give you my top five songs. Okay, go. Is Life in Technicolor Two by Coldplay. The best Coldplay song. Probably. They're both Alexand- definitely their most cinematic. Alexander Hamilton off of Alexander Hamilton. Hmm. Do re mi from the sound of music. <laughs> Do where you a deer, are from a Moana. Female deer. <laughs> where you are from Moana, and you're welcome from Moana. What can I say except you're welcome? It's a good ass song. It's a good song. It's a good song. You know, let's make this the beginning of the episode. I've made that. I'm making that executive decision because I like this. Is we don't get into music talk very often. We never get into music. This is some talk. hardcore music talk. So wait, so how many minutes did you get? 
Do you know offhand? Oh, um, let me. I can probably look that up. Whoa. I don't know if you saw, but they somebody wrote an article. It was like the New York Times, so obviously, yeah, actually, probably fake. Um, they wrote an article. It was like an hour by hour defense of like how Donald Trump like lives. Basically, he drinks a dozen Diet Cokes a day. Good for him. And for dinner, he has like he just out of it's like steak and just it's everything that you shouldn't eat if you want to live a long life topped with a dessert. He eats what I would eat if I could. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I, like, all right. I'll, I'll say what you will about him, but his metabolism is like turned. It's maybe the best metabolism be ever. Good. It's the only thing he okay. should be able to brag about. But anyways. In 2017, I listened to 27,999 hours. Wow. or not, so Fuck that. Minutes of music. <laughs> That's a lot of hours, though. Um... Did you have more? No, I had way less. You, like, I, you I almost thought, had twice had like, as many as me. I had 13,000. Oh, like, oh. Yeah, you um, killed me, bro. You wrecked me. 2,200 different songs. Oof. 38 genres. Oof, even bigger oof. I know who my... I already did this already. My artist of the year was the big C play. Song was Every Teardrop. There's a waterfall. See, Spotify, um, I use Spotify for discovery to, like, listen to things that I don't normally listen to on my phone. Like, it, like Spotify is kind of a tryout for my phone. Like, if things do okay on Spotify, then I'll, like, buy the song or whatever. And, uh, Make the transition. Why, why spend the money? I already pay for Spotify Premium. Yeah, I don't. So, I, uh... I probably should, though. Either that or Apple Music. I'm kind of dumb for continuing to buy songs. I don't know. Yeah, you're on the wrong side of history. Probably. I'm saving. I'm saving money in every other entertainment avenue of my life, except for music. Whatever. All right. Well, Spotify. Good. 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 Spotify chat. Remember when people used Pandora? Yeah. Remember when people tried to use Title? Nope. Exactly. Because it never happened. FM. Yeah. Oh man, that's a throwback. Napster. <laughs> Can I get a shout out for Napster? Oh boy, my boy JT. So Cody, I don't know if you're aware of this. But The Last Jedi was less than a week away. It's like five days away. Just about. Almost. Wow. Wow, indeed. Whew. Uh, the premiere, the world premiere of the movie is actually tomorrow. It's tonight. It's happening right now, isn't is it? Is it tonight? I thought it was tomorrow. I, th- I think it's tonight. Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah, because that bubbly Asian woman from the movie is <laughs> taking over the... Uh, Instagram. Kelly Marie Tran. Oh. Yeah. Did she's so cute? Like she's great. Yeah. Maybe Mark not. Hamill, I remember him just he described her as like a Disney character come to life. And I was she, like, wow. She's so animated. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty lit. Um so people are seeing the movie like in a few hours, which is insane. Yeah. John Boyega is still stuck in Atlanta somewhere just because Mother Nature is a bee. Uh and I'm just He can't get there because of the fire. <laughs> no, no, no. No, because of the snow. Oh, Pussies. Yeah, I know. The fire, eh, you know, the movie's already going to be hashtag fire emoji. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, California fire is the result of a, exactly. a leak. Yeah, somebody, they screened the movie for somebody and it was just fire emoji. And then the whole <laughs> state burned. Oh, well. Um, so I asked this of Josh, so I want to get your take. So what are you thinking about? What do you, as a Star Wars fan, some would say fanboy. Ooh. Uh, what are what are you thinking about? Where where are your theories? What are your expectations for certain plot threads or I'm just stuff I'm, like that? I'm going in with no expectations. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm along for the ride. That's it. I'm waiting for the movie to come out. Trying not to think about it too much so I don't get Spoiler too excited, yourself. you know, you know? Yeah. So who are rape raise uh, parents? I'm Ray's mom. Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's big spoiler, Cody. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Spoiler for Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Yeah, you're just, you're just chilling. Appar- I read in an article, so it's got to be true, because I read in an article. Couldn't tell you the article, but I read it, so canon, that apparently Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams came to separate conclusions on who Ray's parent would be. Like, they made Force Awakens, and J.J. told uh, Daisy Ridley, like, who Ray's parents were, and she's like, cool, awesome. And then when Ryan Johnson signed on, 
apparently somebody told her like, hey, you know, I don't know what you heard before, but Ryan, he's just going to take it in whatever direction he takes it in. She's like, cool, awesome. And then she gets the script and her the answer is the same for both of them. So they're on a very similar wavelength, I think, you and your dis- uh, long, long lost cousin. My long lost cousin and Ryan Johnson. my father. I don't know if that would work. He's like 41, 42. Uh, it wouldn't work. I mean, depending on where you live, because there's some 16-year-old fathers that I've met. Weird. Well, yeah, I went to high school with a couple of them. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Imagine being responsible for a person right now. Could you believe I that? Can, I can't. I'm not any responsible for myself. Same. Uh, danger. Well, I'm responsible for my cat, so I think that's a pretty good indication. I don't know. Um... So on our last episode, Josh and I, I made the foolish mistake of bringing a Star Wars topic to the table, and Josh and I counted down our top five Star Wars scenes. So question one, did you listen? I did. I, I did. texted you about it, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. So what did you think of the lists? They were right around where I thought they were going to be. Really? You th- you, did you think you thought mine was going to be Ray v. Kylo Dawn of Justice? <laughs> Still funny, by the I, way. It's always funny. Always. Funny. I don't care. I don't care if Josh says. That <laughs> makes me laugh every time I read it. <laughs> Especially when you apply to that scene in Steve Jobs. Oh man, Jobs, Jobs v. Scully. Scully. Oh Jesus. Um, no, I it, I wasn't thinking. Didn't go and thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. Mason's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna do that one. I was like, okay, that makes it makes sense knowing you. Okay. So where okay. where what would Apparently. your list kind of look like? It's very, very similar to you guys's. Yeah. Would you have more original trilogy or everything or like more I think everything would come from the original trilogy. I didn't really think about it, to tell you the truth. Is there a scene that we didn't talk about that you really that you think would be on your list? Let me see if I can remember what you talked So like we had Death of Vader, uh That was a good one. Vader and Luke. Josh had the opera scene from yeah, that one made it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ravi Kylo. Uh, oh. I had another one. Oh, Death of Han Solo. That was another. That one wouldn't have made it on my list. Really? Because it hurt they, too much? They telegraphed or? it too much. Okay. I, the second it happened, I knew it was... Or the second that yeah. he stepped into that bridge, you knew it was going to happen. True. true. kind of took a lot of the tension out of the scene. <laughs> or it made it super tense. I, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um... Cool. Did anybody say the Battle of Hoth? No. Which surprises me. That would have been there. Mm, that's a good one. It's amazing. Definitely not the Battle of Endor because that sucks. No, the, the Space Battle of Endor, maybe. Yeah, it's a, that was pretty good. Just for Admiral Akbar. That's a trap. I love him. He's he is he needs a spinoff. He really does. Well, his actor's dead, so I don't think he's gonna get one. Okay, but are you really? Do you need really need to act doing that? Like, it's not like you need the voice. You can do. You, there's impressionists. I don't know. They may, they recast Chewie, and that's kind of the same deal. That's fair. I mean, let's be real here, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys' lists were pretty all encompassing. I would have put um, and I did. Who put? I know one of you guys put a Vader scene in Rogue One, right? Oh, we both had it, yeah. Yeah, you had to. There's no way you couldn't have. Obviously. Obviously. It's a great scene. Um, so mm-hmm. a little bit of... So uh, any further thoughts on Star Wars, Je- Last Jedi, or Josh and I's lists? I am V-excited. Cool. So I don't know if I told you my... Uh, I know you asked about his plans to see the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But... I'm going on Thursday afternoon to watch a double feature in IMAX. Oh, it's uh, Thursday. The Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Friday. I get to see I get to see the last Jedi before any of you guys do. I think. Ooh, I actually I thought my it was Friday, so I like, actually might do Thursday now. My th- my showing's at six. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So I'm. Spoil it for everybody in the lobby. Please do it. It'd be so funny. No. I'm thinking big, about uh, not doing that, but going to see it right after again. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO. Especially if I could do it for free. Yeah, true, true. Um, so since Josh isn't here, and we can be a little bit more hashtag cultured, <laughs> I did want to talk to you specifically about 
a recent Hollywood Reporter article with the master himself, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Papa Sorkin. Father Sorkin. His new movie is out in just a few weeks, which is my Star Wars. No. Uh, I'm 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 kind of cool on this one. I'm more excited for what's coming down the pipe. But two things that came out about of this article that I was I got super pumped for. First of which is I Love Lucy. His I Love Lucy movie. He hasn't written it yet, <laughs> which is makes me sad. But uh, it's in development, and I I think I, I texted you this, so you probably remember it. But for those who don't know, he's making an I Love Lucy biopic with. Kate uh, Blanchett in the lead role. They have not cast Desi Arnaz yet, but it's going to be, a, of course, it's going to be a drama set over the course of a one-week production of an I Love Lucy episode. Oh, that sounds super good. Yeah. Especially now, I think I'm into the movies about making movies. That sounds like a really, really good movie. Yeah. It, it sounds it, very interesting. It I'm very sounds... into the, um, the process now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I can just imagine that just what it's gonna be like. like it, it's I'm I'm more excited for that movie than any movie that I know is in either pre-production or just any kind of production. I like I don't I would rather see that before I would see Episode Nine. Like wow. if, you t- if you told me you could watch one of these two movies, I would say give me give me I Love Lucy because that's gonna be one of my favorite movies. I know it. It's Sorkin and it's Lucy and it's TV. Like it's just. Are you kidding me? That's going to be amazing. Ah, so, so before um before this movie that's coming out, Molly's Game, right? That's his movie. Yes. Um, what did he make before that? Was it just uh, Steve Jobs? Has he been working on this movie for two years? Uh, the last. I mean, he hasn't directed a movie before, but his last. I know. Scripts, I, meant, I meant writing. Yeah, his last movie script was Steve Jobs. Boy. So. Yeah. Hasn't been busy probably gonna be so good it's gonna be so good i'm just i'm pumped i'm really pumped um another thing that i'm i'm pumped for in a different way but also not as much is that um nbc has been kind of almost kind of all in about trying to revive some of their old tv shows for like limited um uh limited engagements like a 10 episode or whatever like they did it for will and grace uh, they did it for something else a couple years ago. The, I can't... X-Fi- the X-Files isn't no, them, that's... but it's yeah, the same idea. Fox. Yeah, it's, like I said, same concept. And with the d- world that we're living in now, a lot of people have proposed it, and it, of course, makes sense for there to be a West Wing uh, uh, extension or whatever. I mean, oddly enough, I think, <laughs> you know, the hardest person I think to get would probably be Bradley Whitford. Which is insane because, like, we're in the middle of a Whitford essence with, like, Get Out, and he's going to be in the next Godzilla, and he's in The Post. Like, it's it's a great time to be a Bradley Whitford fan, I got to say. <laughs> to be a Bradley Whitford. Yeah, true. He's got it. He's got it good, too. But, like, Allison Jane is also pretty big. Uh, she's doing. Well, she's really got well. a movie coming out. Yeah, Rob Lowe is, like, I feel like we've all been, been waiting for he's Rob been consistently. Lowe. He's been consistently famous ever since that show. Yeah, but like I feel like everybody was sort of waiting for Rob Lowe to like take over the world, a la DiCaprio. But he he's had a great career. Like he's done a lot of really good stuff. I mean, West yeah. Wing and Parks and Rec, Wayne's World. Are you kidding me? He's awesome. But he hasn't like been the like I said the DiCaprio or whatever. But um, so Sorkin's idea for this is that is a to not include Trump at all. Like this would not be a reaction to Trump. It would just be to you know revive the West Wing basically. So here's a, oh, actually, this is another wrinkle. Here's a little excerpt from it is that um, Sorkin, instead of focusing on a Trump-like person, he would create a president similar to Barack Obama, who he'd like to be portrayed by Sterling K. Brown. Um, Who's that? The, from This Is Us and OJ, the... I don't know, he's a I've guy. Never, I've never seen any of these. But this is a Newsweek article, and they say that currently they say Sterling K. Brown's currently starring on ABC's hit series, This Is Us. Guess what's not on ABC, Cody? This, this is, is us. us. It's an NBC show. God. This is Newsweek. Get do better. Anyways. Um What's well, the entertainment section of Newsweek? Still. You got it. You're Newsweek. Quote, uh, Aaron Sorkin quote, there's some kind of a jam, an emergency, very delicate situation involving the threat of war or something. And Bartlett, long since retired, is consulted in the way Bill Clinton used to consult with Nixon. And Sterling K. Brown, 
tweeted an, the article and said, hashtag Aaron Sorkin, if you're serious, sir, I'd be honored. American flag emoji. So what do you think about that? What do you think about getting the bank, gang back together or maybe using this idea to launch a like a, an app, just a reboot or a re uh, something of the West Wing with Sterling K. Brown as president? I'd be into it, except I wanted Rob Lowe to be the president. I did too. Wasn't he? They setting him up to become the president someday. I mean, there, there was a line in season three or four, I think, where Bartlett says, "You know, Sam, you're going to run for president someday," and yada yada yada. So that's the idea. Well, that's what I thought they should have done. Yeah, I mean, the idea of <laughs> the idea of uh, you know picking up in Sam's presidential campaign has always been interesting to me because the one thing we never got to see happen was for Sorkin to write a general election presidential campaign, you know? As much as I, yeah, as much as I love the one in season six and seven, ooh, Sorkin could have done so much better, you know? So so what, what would you rather see? Just, uh, you know, Sterling K. Brown's president, Bartlett with the whole gang, or Sterling K. Brown's president, Bartlett and the whole gang, and then they sort of segue into the Sterling K. Brown presidency, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever he wants to do. Tell you the truth. Same. Yeah. I'll just. I'll, I trust him. Yeah. As long as he has a scene all in Latin again, that's all I really ask for. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty great. Except instead, <laughs> except instead of crushing a cigarette, he like smashes a vape. Um, just to update <laughs> it with modern times. Just catches on fire just and uh, knocks burns the church down. Exactly. That'd be. That's my hashtag. My president. Um. Yeah, like you, if whatever Sorkin does, if he decides to do the West Wing and, you know, focuses on Bartlett living on his farm, I'm there, you know? So I don't really care what you do. I'm watching it. Anything Sorkin does, I watch. So, Except for Sports Night. Oddly enough, I have not seen Sports Night or his other TV show. Um, There's Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, I think. I haven't heard of either of those. Yeah, they both got canceled, so it's like, I don't want to fall in love with this and then be like, oh, can't watch this anymore. It got canceled, you know? Canned, baby. Baby? Yeah. But, oh, well. Okay, so that's it. That's the latest That's the latest Aaron Sorkin news. Welcome <laughs> to our, our Aaron Stork, Sorkin podcast. I would, I would do that. Easy. He's the best. Um, run out of stuff to talk about. That's true. Uh, just it'd just be crying over the thought of his Isle of Lucy movie. <laughs> uh, so let's let's move on, Cody. Let's talk about All a right. movie, possibly the movie sure. of the year, The Disaster Artist. So uh, you saw it the more most recently, the two of us. So I why saw don't you give yesterday or Thursday? Nice. Why don't you give your initial thoughts? It was really really great. Yeah. I I very much enjoyed it. Everything about it. James Franco's a a master. He did everything in that movie, didn't he? For uh, the most part, I did. He did not write the movie. Didn't write. Oh, it's based on a book, though. Who adapted it? Uh, a couple of like. Hold on. Because this the movie had been uh, kicking around actually for a few years, like. The script was sort of uh, fast-tracked, I guess, and then passed around. But it was written by Scott Neustadter and Michael Weber, who you may know from The Fault in Our Stars, 500 Days that. of Summer, Ooh. Pink Panther 2, Spectacular Now. <laughs> Pink Panther 2, my favorite movie. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> now, uh, they're also writing New Mutants, which is Josh is very excited for. It's coming out next year. Um Lay tits now. Oh, let it snow. Sorry. Let tits now. Um, yeah. So they've been, you know, they've been around. Yeah, nothing too bad. But I think this is James Franco's movie. Easy. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Like this is. I don't know anybody who's made a movie like this. Like, I mean, I know it's it's kind of weird to say that a movie based on a book that was based on real events is incredibly unique, but I think this this totally is because it's you're not telling the heart like the gripping story the gripping untold story 
of you know some significant event in history you're talking about the creation of one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> and how it happened and franco he like he approaches a movie that about the one of the worst movies ever made trying to tell it in the best way he can and make this the best movie ever made which is which is interesting like yeah. I, I said to josh last week in our brief chat about it, it's like one of my big issues was Dave Franco, just because I don't think he's a good actor, but he's a he's a good actor playing a bad actor, you know. And there's <laughs> like that's kind of what this movie is. It's, it's good actors playing bad actors. It's br- yeah, it's brilliance trying to recreate just a complete and utter lack of of skill, basically. Mm-hmm. And you, like I said, you just can't point to too many movies like that, and. This is so, and just the the tracing the journey of the room really from like being in self finance for seven million dollars, all the crazy stuff that happened to get it made basically, and then to be in the theaters for like five days and make a couple thousand dollars or something like that <laughs> for fourteen years later for the movie based on it to be the making of it yeah to probably get an Oscar multiple Oscar nominations is kind of amazing you know. It's like this is, and people, I'm not the first one to say it. I don't know who was, but credit to them. This is like the exact other side of the coin to La La Land, basically. It is. You could put the music sequences in here and it would totally work. And like all the songs. <laughs> and it's it's kind of great. He was to the ones who dream. As crazy His eyes as they may seem. Greg is me. <laughs> yeah. It's a real American movie, Greg classic greg um so i of course i loved it i think it's definitely one of my favorites of the year it's got a spot in my top 10 uh it might creep up higher the more i see it and it's just this is a movie like i love movies for movie fans like like la la land i think was a movie made for musical fans not as much movies because they don't really go they only see like one movie but like this and hugo did you ever see hugo I never saw Hugo. Really good. It's it's a Scorsese picture. It's like his first PG movie. It's amazing. It's a family picture. Exactly. Um, but no, movies made about movies are always fascinating to me, and they're it's so easy to do them wrong. But it's when they people do them right, they're they're good. They're, they're good. Yeah. And hey, movies made about TV in the <laughs> in the case of Sorkin's I Love Lucy movie, those can be great too. Here's um, hoping. Here's. Well, here's expecting, Cody. There's no if you hope. can make a movie about writing a newspaper article good, then I feel like you can make a movie about anything being good. What movie this, about yeah, that movie? Fucking, um... Whatever that movie... Fuck, what's it called? Well, The Post is coming out. That's going to be about that, but... Kinda. It won Best Picture. Spotlight. Oh, he didn't write Spotlight. No one. I'm not talking about. Sorry, oh. I'm just talking about in general. Oh, right, right. Yeah, well, that's investigative and stuff. Those are those are genre in themselves, which is also also great. Um, but disaster artist. Uh, yes. I mean, see, I double build this with Darkest Hour. Oh no! <laughs> and I can't believe it, but I think James Franco gave the best performance in both movies. You really believe that? I really do. Like you Winston Churchill is like they're both I mean, Gary Owen played Winston Churchill and he played Tommy Wiseau. They're both like one in a billion people in general. Like Churchill was like he he's a guy with the weight of the world on his shoulders, but he still was a sly little bastard. <laughs> and Tommy <laughs> Wiseau is like from another planet, basically. But it's from Tommy's planet. Exactly. That's right, yeah, on his keys. <laughs> but like there's something, there's something about a performance that like that, that Franco gives at least where he never winks, you know, like in Darkest Hour, uh, you know, for the yeah, I don't really have that many problems with it, but one of the problems I do have is that it kind of it it takes itself too seriously, I think, which is weird to say about a movie about World War Two and all that, but uh, this and Disaster Artist doesn't really either but i think it it works really well because you just want to see tommy succeed whereas 
in something like Darkest Hour, um, you know they're you know they're gonna succeed. Yeah, and it's just not as emotional. Like there's just so much more. Oddly enough, there's so much more emotion in this than there is in something like Darkest Hour. I mean, there like I said, there's two ways to make it based on real life movie and. Those two are it, I think. Well, yeah, I have no idea what the Darkest Hour is like. I know it's about World War Two. It's about well, it's about. But I feel Churchill. like it. It's so um, the disaster artist is so personal. Oh yeah, that you can get more emotional about it. Mm-hmm. But no, I need to see it. Yeah, it's it's very very good. Do you I think look- putting that and Dunkirk together get a really full story? Oh, definitely. That? Yeah, yeah. It's it's begging to be supercut. Absolutely begging. It'd be a great, watch it. very good companion pieces, um, but um, but darkest or not dark disaster artist. It doesn't help that they have very similar names, but whatever. <laughs> um, disaster artist is fantastic. It is, oh man, it's maybe it's probably it's tie in terms of funniest movie of the year. It's still a tie with Logan Lucky, but I think when I rewatch both of them, I think disaster artist is going to pull ahead. Just well, for yeah, the sheer it's amount funny, of but funny the thing things. about um. The disaster artist it has moments of drama that are mm-hmm. just really good. I this movie wasn't about the comedy for me. Yeah, it was more about just Greg and Tommy doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Don't you wish you had a friend like Tommy? I do have a friend like Tommy. You do? It's you. Oh, oh no. I'm not rich. <laughs> are you what? I can't make your movie for you. Well, who's been paying my rent for the last eight months? Not me. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. You've no. been squatting. <laughs> Have I been breaking the law? Okay. Oh, well. No big deal. Uh, no, this, uh, you're absolutely right. Like, it's it's sort of unsaid, but it's sort of, it's a, that um, Greg was the first person to, like, give Tommy a chance, basically, and not just mm-hmm. write him off as a kook. Like, and I don't think that would really would have, I don't think they would have bugged Tommy because I feel like he would get along fine without Greg if he hadn't ever met him or they hadn't gotten close. But when they did, it was like Tommy re- first felt like he belonged to somebody. Yeah. You know? It was like, again, and his past is a complete mystery. So you sort of have to take him at face value for everything he says and does. But there's, there's, he definitely lets, and maybe this is Franco who getting you know getting to know was so and talking to Greg like was able to kind of slip these things in, um, but, but that's just that speaks to how good of a director and actor he is, um, and to how mysterious Tommy is, <laughs> too. Uh, yeah, I guess let's get our dislikes out of the way before we get into some more likes. I guess for me, everything comes back to Dave Franco. I think there's they put a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I don't think he carries all of it particularly well. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It like I get I get the the appeal in oh well this is a brotherly relationship why don't I just cast my brother? Well, physically it doesn't work. Yeah, physically it doesn't work. And your brother's what, and your brother's uh, Dave Franco. You know, <laughs> one of the, well, that's one of the problems I had too. Is the cast it just seemed like they were casting their buddies rather than whoever was best for the role. Mm. Um. That. Well, this is also a movie that's very, it's about, it's very self-aware. Like, and this is a Hollywood legend, more so than even Godfather, really. <laughs> so, yeah, so you kind of, I, I didn't, I didn't really mind that, but also I just love Seth Rogen, to be honest. I well, think Seth that's Rogen who you're talking about. He, yeah. And that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, oh. was, did Josh Hutcherson play Denny? He did. Like him? <laughs> Zach Efron was actually really good in this movie. I didn't notice it was him until I didn't. I didn't, I didn't notice, notice until the end either. Yeah, when he showed up in the theater, I was like, "Why is Zach Efron here? What is he doing?" And then I look on Wikipedia after the movie's over. It's like, "Oh, he played, he played Mike A or Mike C or whatever his name is." It's like Chris huh. R. My, it's Chris R. There we go. <laughs> Why is it so weird? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I yeah I agree with you there. Only in only in the Dave, only in Franco, because he's just. He's not a. He's a good actor. He's never going to be a they great one. They should have just gotten the the real life Greg to play. He looks exactly like he does now. Basically, or you know, you could do. You could pull off an Army Hammer or a uh, like a eh, maybe I Lucas Hedges. I, I don't know. He needs to be taller than James Franco, and I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Army Hammer's pretty tall. He's like six four. Is he? Yeah, I love him. He's the best. 
uh, I heard I saw a BuzzFeed article. It was like, can we, it was like all about like uh, like race in Hollywood. It's like, can we? You know, we've been trying to make Army Hammer happen for ten years. Let's give up on it already and give somebody else a shot. I was like, shut up, BuzzFeed. He's great. We need to no. The audiences, mass audiences, need to appreciate him more because he's awesome. So shut up, BuzzFeed. <laughs> you guys are wrong. Everybody's wrong. Exactly. I'm the Except only one. Except for me. Ha right. <laughs> ha. The great irony is that I'm right about everything. <laughs> uh, figured it out. Figured it out. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Dave Franco, pass. Uh, what are some dislikes that you had? Honestly, that was pretty much my big one. Was the boys club. Uh, oh boy, was there anything else really? I mean, actually, I do have one more. Uh, <laughs> is that like midway through the movie they like stop down for lunch? You know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And like some of the characters start talking about the movie and talking about Tommy, and somebody mentions like it, like it becomes clear to you that. Like they're conveying to the audience that Tommy wrote the movie about his relationship with Greg, you know, about like oh how he got betrayed and all this stuff. But it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. I was like, what are we trying to like is Tommy really a vampire who can see the future or something like that? <laughs> like I'm not a villain. Like, yeah, Tommy okay, so the idea is that Tommy wrote the movie for Greg and because he wanted to give Greg an opportunity and he loved Greg so much and but he also wrote in like it's not like the script changed while shooting because Greg reads it. You know, there's a bit there's yeah, a scene where Greg reads it for the first time. He knows what happens. So, like, did Tommy think he was going to betray him? And if so, why is that a surprise? You know, it's just one of those things had where he, had he had his um, girlfriend yet at that time when he wrote the movie? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably what they're talking about because he wasn't on board from day one. Who? Tommy did not like that the fact that he had a girlfriend. Yeah, but he but he wrote that into the movie to. And that's sh- probably he wrote the betrayal part. Just he because he was expecting them to betray him, not that it actually happened. I, mean, I don't know. The movie presents it know. like he, you know, he had. I really a- need to watch the movie again. Oh, same, definitely want to, but it it was just one of those. It was kind of a, it was like the gem in the middle of the movie that. It's just like, oh, that doesn't look right. I don't know. It, it As soon as you start pulling strings, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, but, I mean, that probably should be a big problem for me, but it also just isn't because this is such a, an enjoyable movie otherwise, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, some other great performances... I thought Seth Rogen was fantastic. Yep, Seth Rogen is always fantastic. People need to realize that he's probably one of the best working actors. Yeah, and see, you call you use an interesting term uh, that it was like kind of like a boys' club, you know, fratty, something like that. To me, I meant like friends' club because there were girls there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I didn't mean any. You were being sexist or anything like that. Because if you were, I would just pull the sexist I, lever I, and it would drop I, you through the floor. So, I die. Yeah. <laughs> to me it felt like a troop. Like this is like this is like a Monty Python, like, you know, James Franco and Seth Rogen and all these guys that get together when they you know, to do this is the end or whatever. And uh Yeah. So it just it felt more like a troop to me, which I kinda like that they these guys can collaborate in a project that they really uh feel strongly about and get it made. Um mm. Let's Did see. you like Judd Apatow on there? That was a fantastic scene. That was so, he was uh, so harsh, but I totally got it. It's like you don't just walk up to this guy when he's out to dinner with his with somebody like just jeez, Tommy. In a million years. What about after, after that? that? <laughs> he can also he can afford yeah. to go like he's Tommy's going out to this fancy restaurant in his black overcoat, uh, cut off. Black t-shirt, cargo pants with like a million keys. 90 belts. Yeah. He's like, oh, I have an apartment in Los Angeles. He's like, wait, you have an apartment in Los Angeles and you're still here? He's like, yeah. You can hold of that, what do you say? It's like, okay. It's like, such a mystery. Um, Everybody out there, they just, they just want to act. I guess one of my favorite casting 
Castings. Castings was uh, Nathan Felder in the in the Peter role. Yes. <laughs> he looked nothing like him, but he was so great. <laughs> then, um, lead lends credence to uh, Dave Franco's performance. Oh yeah, because he looks even less like his character that Nathan Felder does. Yeah, which kind of it, it seems weird that. James went so far to look like Tommy, and then everybody else was like, eh, you know, whatever. To be fair, it's pretty easy to make yourself look like Tommy Wiseau. That's true. I, but, yeah, prosthetics, though. And you also, have to, you also have to move. Yeah, oh, definitely. You also have to move like Tommy. You have to, like, have the, you know, just the overall physicality. Uh, Josh Hutcherson actually looks a lot like Denny, so that one works yes. okay. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. I just don't like him as an actor. Yeah, he's just in general. I mean, it's it, it's like the Tobey Maguire thing. Oh, he's not. You don't like it's his, his face. face. I don't like his face. Okay, that's fine. I don't think he should be a leading actor. He's only, he's still only twenty five years old. That's surprising. Is he really? Yeah, he's been in Hunger Games. He's been doing a bunch of stuff. You're huh. forgetting Zathura. I think everybody forgot Zathura. That movie's amazing. RV with Robin Williams. Oh boy! Yikes. I saw that movie once. Once too it many. It wasn't very good. <laughs> once too many. Um, there was a lot of funny scenes in this movie. Also, yeah, I mean, every scene with Tommy in it. When it when uh when he picks up Greg to go to Los Angeles and Megan Mullally comes out, <laughs> his mom. She's like, "Oh, I just turned fourteen. He's like, "Happy birthday!" Happy birthday! And just the the ha ha has and like when he laughs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, man, like there's just like there's just so many just little moments that are become it's funny because yeah. because we've seen the movie. Oh yeah, some I feel like um, people say that you don't need to see the room in order for you to enjoy this movie. They're full of shit. Now, it's true. You could no. this movie on its own is really good, but I mean, you could see it, but you shouldn't. Seeing the room. Um, with it, it just makes it so much better. Yeah, I agree. It makes it infinitely better. Yeah, and that uh, I think oh the best if I'm if I'm uh, the room's promotional producer or whatever the job is, and it gets nominated for best picture and like you need a best picture scene to play at the Oscars, it's got to be the scene at the end of the movie when they're screening the the picture and like Tommy becomes Everybody's really... screaming do it? No, no, no. When everybody's like really, everybody's like howling and having a good time and like, and Greg has to be like, you know, he has to kind of tell, talk Tommy into the fact that this was a success, a success and not a failure because that's the only time you really see Tommy kind of break a little Doubt bit. himself, yeah. Doubt himself, break, just be, just come, it's the only time he leaves Tommy world basically and he comes to Earth <laughs> And just the the cutting, like I'll be I'll be honest, the the cutting of like them and just the people laughing at things out of order in the movie was a little jarring. But just the way the film was put together or the scene was put together was just really really strong. With mm-hmm. uh, Greg sort of having to talk up his best friend again after they spend time apart. Um, yeah, that was that was just great. Uh, so let's say James Franco gets a uh, mm-hmm. best actor nomination. What's his scene? What's his best actor scene? Because I know uh, mine. Why don't you you give me yours? And I, I gotta think more. So there's that scene. It's right as he's trying to do that first sex scene. Mm-hmm. And he's freaking out. And him and Greg have that confrontation right in the middle of the the set. Yeah. So, I don't remember what they were saying or anything, but I just remembered. I was thinking while I was watching it. Wow. That's not James Franco. Yeah, that's a good one. I really liked the. Um, I know you probably couldn't use it because you really don't get to see his face, but I like Tommy's introduction where he like volunteers to do that scene and he just like <laughs> f- is like climbing the thing and just screaming and stuff like that. That's what I would pick, but I'm sure the your hotshot producer would be like, "No, we can't use that. You barely." Man, see does it. it really show his acting? I think so. Cause that's the first time we get to see Tommy. And the first time, and it's you know, you only get to make you only get one chance to make a first impression, and that's his for the movie, and it sets the tone of what his 
what performance and his character is. Yeah, but there's also good yelling scenes. You know, every drama has to have a good yelling scene like with <laughs> Paul Shear and Tommy. And Paul Shear was also really good. But again, probably just because he yelled, and I'm I like yelling. Uh, <laughs> people are good when they yell. They are. They are. Sorkin's made a career out of having people yell. It's awesome. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Jobs v. Scully, Don of Justice, would, um, without the yelling. Yeah. It's just a discussion. It wouldn't be good. It would not be good. Ah, I'm forever going to wonder what that movie would have looked like if David Fincher made it. That might that might yeah, have been. How much different would it have been? I don't know. I can't imagine very much. But the movie's already so perfect. But like, what could Fincher have done with that? Because he does like a million takes, and I and I don't know what how many takes Danny Boyle does. But I don't if if I sat down in the theater and watched Steve Jobs for the first time, directed by David Fincher, I it probably would have been in my top five almost immediately because it it's just so good. Oh, man, is it not in your top five now? I forgot what your top five movies were, but uh, I think it's on the outside looking in of my top ten. I think I'm gonna keep it there for a while. That's good. Yeah. I love it. Um, but Disaster Artist is similarly great. Somewhat. Uh, um, yeah, so do you want to... Do you have anything else to say before we jump into Oscar talk? Oscar predictions? Um, not right now. Not that I can think of, but I just really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. A lot more than I thought I was going to after watching The Room. Right. I agree. Re- by the way, very random J.J. Abrams cameo. Who was he? Oh, the uh, in the beginning. Yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool beginning when they. Talked. I liked that little. Yeah, that little segment was pretty cool. When they like talk to people about it, and yeah, the Brian Cranston scene was interesting too. I like that. He looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um. I wonder. You think that's got to be true, right? What? That he was almost on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, probably. Yeah, that sounds like something Greg Sestero would be qualified for. <laughs> so, one step above nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? I watched all, all the way through like four times. I love that show. Really? Huh. Yeah. Never cared for it. Because of Brian Cranston, tell you the truth. Uh, it's just sad, you know. Why is it sad? Their lives kind of suck. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oscar chance. Oscar chances. Uh, I think this. You can put this as a lock for best picture. Hollywood loves movies about movies, or just to be nominated for this best picture. Nominated? I think. I'm not sure what's gonna win. I really. I'm not. Um, this hasn't been a good year for Oscar bait. Well, what's your definition of Oscar bait? There's no white guilt movies this year. That's true. That's true. Um, hmm. um, I think, yeah, I think it'll definitely get nominated. I hope it wins. As of right now, I want it to win. Yeah. I'm pretty sure something like Lady Bird will win instead. Lady Bird, honestly, how can they not give an Oscar to a movie that's not, that doesn't get a bad review on Rotten Tomatoes? Because it's about a white girl, they'll probably find a way. No, I don't think so. This is the year of the this is the women. This is the year of women, Cody. Very cynical about the Oscars. Yeah, I don't think Justice League has an outside shot. Of what now? Best Picture. No. <laughs> no, that will <laughs> never happen. Lady Bird, by the way, is up to one hundred ninety-five. No, not a million years. No. What about after that? What about after that? <laughs> By the way, Lady Bird, just to check in with that, it's got 195 positive reviews and still zero negative. The average rating is 8.8. The top critics' average rating is 9.4. Holy shit. I'm surprised there's not just one guy beaten to, that's been an asshole yet. Armand White liked it. So I know. What more can you ask from it? Um, I was a lot better. My, my world was better before I knew who he was. <laughs> he, he doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. Um... I don't know what could what could play spoiler. I, Calling by your name is the this year's game movie, so it probably, you know. <laughs> what about um, Dunkirk? I see. I don't. I'm not as like 
oh, well, Dunkirk has <laughs> to win Best Picture, as everybody else is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not... I, I love the movie, but it just doesn't seem like that's something the Academy's going to go for. Like, it's really, really good, but I don't know. Is it Best Picture good? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> Let's see. The Post probably will it definitely oh, get yeah. a nomination. Wait, which sure one, what's that win. about again? It's the Pentagon Papers movie. <sighs> okay. No, I don't know if it's going to win. It's not about a controversial enough topic. The media? No, I mean about gay priests. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's about the media, and it's got Meryl Streep in it, so Hollywood definitely like would like to do something that sticks the needle to Trump a little bit. But mm. I, don't know, I would buy My vote right now would probably be for Lady Bird, just of the movies that I've seen. I do think though that there's an there's an outside chance that for that uh, Last Jedi gets nominated. I don't think it'll get nominated. I don't think it's going to get nominated. Did, and if it's if it's as critically praised as we think it's going to be, like Force Awakens is what ninety four percent. If this gets to mm-hmm. that or or higher, how can you keep it out? You know, easy. It's, it's one of the best movies movie. of the year. I know, but New Hope got a nom, so there's precedent. I don't know. You're so we'll cynical. See, I don't know. I don't think. I think they'll wait um, and give Star Wars an Oscar when they decide to stop making them. Yeah. When they pull a, they'll pull a Return of the King. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Um, James Franco, I think, is a lock for Best Actor nom. Yes, uh, I agree. I mean, he's got Oldman, Hanks, and Day Lewis to go up against. So. They're going to give it to Daniel Day-Lewis. They got to. No matter what. Like he's they he needs to be solidified as the best actor ever. That movie could suck and it would still get. Yeah, but it's it's getting great reviews. When's that come out? Wide. Uh wide, I think late January. Ugh, why do they do that? But it's playing early. It's playing on Christmas in the city. That's oh, they don't so. live in the city. Oh, that's right. Damn. By city, I mean Cleveland. Um. Ohio, huh? <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Get it? Because Tommy Cause says Ohio. Uh, any other acting? Um, not, no. Yeah, I don't no. think so either. Uh, best direction? I would say no, just because there's a lot of really great direction this year. Like Nolan, Denis, uh, again maybe Spielberg, Paul P. T. Anderson, you know the usual suspects. All those guys. Yeah. Uh, adaptive screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely nom. Might win. I would say I'd be comfortable pre- predicting a win for it because the writing yeah. is the best part. Uh, and then you know technical categories, blah, whatever. Hon- That's honestly, they're not going to get any of that. Costuming is very underrated, and I like. You don't really. <laughs> you might win it, for that. You really don't think of costuming when you think of the disaster artist, but you know. No, but he dresses like Tommy Wiseau, and they got a lot know. of keys. So I don't know. I like its chances. <laughs> uh, any other major Oscars that you can that you want feel making a case for? Not that I can think of. Yeah. When that not music, music was kind of. Bland. There was music? Yeah, every once in a while. Interesting. Exactly. Hmm. What are you? You think there's anything else? Um, Nothing jumps out at me. Like I, For me, the, when I think of Oscar noms, I think of like the big six, picture, director, the acting, cinematography, and then... Like, cinematography is kind of the only other one I really care about. Well, uh, that one's going to go to writing. Blade Runner. It better go to Blade Runner. Probably. That'd be pretty cool. That and writing and, yeah. Everything else is just like, okay, cool. Sweet. But original, me I want to get original screenplay. Ooh. I want to see the movie first. I want to see the list. Yeah. Nominations will be coming in about a month, so we'll find out. Uh, all right. We want to give it a grade then. Yeah. Sweet. I'll give it um, a 9 out of 10. I will concur with you and also give it a 9 out of 10. Agreement. Yay. We agreed. Hooray. I can't wait to see that movie again. Yeah. 
definitely a this is definitely a blu-ray buy definitely yeah i need to own it so i can justify actually having the room on dvd <laughs> have room on dvd disaster artist on blu-ray that seems appropriate yeah. to me <laughs> <laughs> uh cool watching and listening to uh i'm uh, gonna go first this time yeah you go ahead so i have been Ooh, oh a review for molly's game just came up but they didn't give it a grade so i can't spam them damn it uh i rewatched sicario the other day cody love it damn son that dinner table scene my dude straight savage oh, when he just shoots both of those uh his whole family yeah it's just man that he does it just so, he's so heartless oh he's the best man denny denny and taylor sheridan are just a match made in heaven as far as i'm concerned they are both so cold so so cold uh but that movie's fantastic i, I don't we win any oscars i don't think so I might want a technical one, but I don't. Know. I I still my I kept I, my letterbox. I looked on there and I gave it. I guess whenever I signed up and I started adding movies, I gave it a four out of five. So I I stick by that. Um, I think it's really really well made. But will I? I gave you. I usually try to give four out of fives to things that I really respect, love, and will and see myself revisiting time and time again. I don't think this is this movie. Um, but it's really, it's really strong. The performances are great. Del Toro is fantastic. Like, yeah, say Benicio, because I just thought you were talking about Guillermo Del Toro for some reason. No, he's, he's a chubby boy. Uh, no, Benicio is fantastic. If you can do half of this in Last Jedi, it's going to be kick-ass. Um, and Brolin is actually really, really good. Not, not not that he's that's a surprise, a but yeah, just, he's kind of his character can get overshadowed when you have your protagonist and then your kind of antagonist in Del Toro. Like he's easy to kind of forget about, but he's really really good. The guy from Get Out is in to this. that movie, right? Yeah, it's out next year. Written by Sheridan um, again. So that's which cool. uh, guy from Get Out? Uh, the main guy, the Daniel Kuliawa. Kul- the one that goes Who to the sunken he? Was he? Oh, yeah. He is in that movie, isn't he? Yeah, he's like uh, Emily Blunt's friend. Yeah, her partner or whatever. Yeah, they're just friends. They're friends. Hanging out. It's good friends. Uh, <laughs> just two guys. <laughs> Oddly enough, Soldado began principal photography on November 8th, 2016. Huh. That's when Daddy was elected. Yeah, yeah. They're probably trying to get all the Mexican stuff done so that before the borders close. <laughs> That will never happen. If it, if have, if it hasn't begun construction yet, it's never going to happen. Does he not know that? Like, if he didn't start that in, like, the first six months, it's not going to happen. Oh, but, you know, he, he's going to once he stops supporting pedophiles and shit. He, that's assuming he'll stop supporting pedophiles. Uh, so, Father the, Trump, please. Please. The synopsis for Soldado is, after discovering drug cartels smuggling terrorists... Across the U.S. border, the CIA's Matt Graver, Josh Brolin, and former undercover operative Alejandro, Benicio del Toro, are sent to eliminate the problem. Along the way, Alejandro revisits his old nemesis to settle scores. Wasn't Didn't he do that in the Sicari? Why don't you shut up, Cody? Why don't you just shut up? Kind of. So who's his old nemesis? I thought that guy was his old nemesis because he killed he his family. He has multiple nemesises. He's got nemeses, nemeses. Cody. He's going to sail the nemeses. <laughs> the nemeses. Oh, no. Uh, here's something exciting, though. The cinematographer is Darius Wolski, and he cinematographed Alien Covenant in The Martian and Prometheus. So two of those, those four. Are all good, really, movies. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And it's t- written by Taylor Sheridan. Directed by a guy who hasn't directed a movie in the States. He's made, oh, no. Well, he's made, like, Spanish movies, which I'm sure are fantastic, but I have not. Oh, Italian-French. Sorry. Italian-French movies. Oh, boy, no. But it'll be great. I hope it's, this movie's in, in French. It's written by Taylor Sheridan, though. It's And it's not going to be in French. No. Don't worry about what? it. What? You, do you want Quoi? it to be in French? Que? Oui. Quoi? J'aime le français. Oui, oui. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it for me. What about you? Um, let's see. I I rewatched um Boyhood. Ah, really? I I hate how much I love that movie. Hey, Cody, it's not let, fair. Let me go. Okay. I don't want to be your hero. I don't want to be a big man. I just want to fly, like everyone else. Right? I don't know. That's from the song no. Hero that plays in the movie. Oh, a lot of songs play in that movie. That's true. Including My Humps. Yellow by Coldplay. That's true. Has a movie ever started out better for you? No. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Probably my probably the my favorite movie ever to have a character with my name. It's close, but it's that. Do you think I was going to ask you last night, but then it was like four in the morning and you were not awake? I'm always woke. Um, do you think that they regret casting that kid as the main character? In what sense? That he became a bad actor? Because he's like a really shitty actor. He's not shitty in the movie, so I'm going to say no. He's shitty like when he gets older. Yeah. Well, oh, that's true. No, he becomes like some weird college douchebag. Yeah, with like, with those like little earrings that are just kind of a, a pendant in like your ear. Yeah, I want to know if that's the kid did that or it, who Lasseter was that? Lasseter, Linklater, Linklater, whatever. Lasseter's a predator. Jeez, Cody. Yeah, give him twenty minutes. I'm sure Linklater will be too. I'm sorry, I know how much you like him, but um, I don't know. I. That didn't really stick out to me. I just thought like, like, he got older movies, and he got then, lame. But then you watch, um, yeah, the circle, and he is—he's really bad. In the circle. Literally, Pinocchio in that movie. He is awful in the circle. I don't—I don't think he has a future as an actor, but he does fine in the movie. He's definitely no, yeah, like when he's a kid, he's real good. Yeah, and also, then when I he don't gets... like that, I don't like that the director casted his daughter uh... in that movie too. Well, did you know it was his daughter without looking it up? <laughs> did you like it? Okay, so, you know. It's weird that they don't look anything alike. That is a little strange. Love child or adopted? I don't know. Well, love child would look, I guess. Because, like, um, somebody else. the kid who plays Mason looks like a kind of janky uh, Ethan Hawke, so oh, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I forgot that she had a mom in canon. Well, I thought she was talking about Linklater's. It doesn't look like Linklater. So. No, I don't know about whatever <laughs> link later looks like such a bro he's just uh he's exactly what you think he looks like it's the I'm best sure brett ratner looks like a bro too no he looks like a sweaty hairy pervert and guess what <laughs> he turned out to be cody sweaty hairy pervert boom roasted like everybody else <laughs> basically i don't trust anybody with excessive body hair just no you're you got something going on up oh, either button up that shirt or get out of my face you weirdo don't trust anybody. Weirdo. Don't trust anybody who's down, who knocks down two or more buttons. It's not good. You're gonna, they're gonna let you. Really? Down. What if it's like really hot in the summer? I don't care. Wear a t-shirt. Wear a t-shirt. That's. I draw the line there. That's why I say. All right. <laughs> You're gonna hate me in the summer. Got him. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Not really. Cool. School's over, so I'll have a lot more time Schools. to. Uh... Out. Four. For winter break. Winter break. <laughs> Schools out for about a month. <laughs> so here's hoping I'll find more time to. We gotta watch that stupid movie for homework. You I'll, you have until after Star Wars because next week I'll next week is gonna be all Last Jedi. It's gonna be lit. I'll watch it tonight so I can get done with it. I just don't. What was the movie again? I think it's Trading Places. Oh, that's right. Josh gave Some you Some Eddie Murphy movie, right? He needs to get over Eddie Murphy. I don't like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's not he's not relevant anymore. He hasn't I been relevant for 20 years. Uh, 15 pretty, years. Shrek 2. He was pretty relevant in Shrek, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's voice acting. No, I don't give him as much credit for that. Gotta see your face. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, like I said, next week is all Star Wars. We're shooting for a post-game show that'd be ideal because that's right. what we did with uh force awakens, force and, it just awakens feels right. and it was like three hours long yeah at, that started at about one in the morning so you know all that stuff happens 
Very excited, though. Can't wait. Counting down the minutes. It's going to be awesome. All uh, right, Cody. Anything? Any final words? Any last thoughts? I got nothing for you, buddy. All righty. Well, uh, we will pick this up Thursday night, hopefully. And until then, Cody. Uh, let's see here. Who, who's got a... Let's see. I got a fun fact. Uh, what fun facts do I know? <sighs> Babies are not dishwasher safe. There you go. All right, cool. Now you know. You're welcome. Never try to dry them. Boom. Yeah. Washing machine? No. Dryer? Depends. 